We are live in Athens at the University of Georgia. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan app. Listen on the smart speaker brought to you by South Point Financial Services. We are the college football voice of the South. Got the Kirby Smart Press Conference coming up at noon. And it is officially Dog Week on the fan, sponsored by Truist Bank and Hooters. Buck Belushio, sponsored by Wellstar Health System. And the 10 o'clock hour is brought to you by the Haug Law Group. Hopefully your Thanksgiving Day holiday went well. You got a little rest. You ate plenty of food. And if you were like me, you saw a lot of football over the last four days. My goodness, I, I counted them like 14, 15 football games that I took in over the Thanksgiving holiday. And it started uh, Thursday with both the NFL and the college action. That Egg Bowl was really entertaining. A couple of high school football games on Friday night on TV and then uh, took the boys down to Grant Field, Bobby Dodd Stadium for the Georgia-Georgia Tech game. Got back home quickly, took in Alabama, Auburn, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Clemson, South Carolina. Saw the Falcons take down Jacksonville yesterday. Got into the Packers and Rams, the Ravens and Browns. Man, that's a lot of football. OD on football over Thanksgiving Day holiday. Hope you enjoyed that, too. Gillespie on the scene running the show here in Athens. we got Nernie and Derek Thomas back at the studios in the Battery Atlanta. Nernie, what do you say we get to work? Bucks. Big. Take. (laughs) The big take. All right. The scene is set. The opportunity is there. Number one Georgia gets another shot to take down Alabama. And the tide appears to be ripe for the taking. This is without question the Bulldogs' best shot in recent memory to take down Alabama. Right now, the Tide is physically and mentally exhausted, coming off a four-overtime comeback win in the Iron Bowl. The issues on offense are multiple. Tide offensive line having trouble run blocking and having issues in pass protection. That hotshot freshman quarterback, Bryce Young, got sacked seven times in the game on Saturday. Their top playmaker, Jamison Williams, not available until the second half of the SEC title game because of a targeting penalty against Auburn. And now Alabama's down to one healthy running back. The tide slide has been going on for a month now. LSU gave him trouble. Arkansas hit him in the mouth. Auburn had him down for the eight count. Vegas has Georgia this morning as a six-point favorite in the SEC title game. But today, the Georgia boogeyman doesn't appear capable of putting up a good fight. And there's your big take. Alabama 11-1, and 7-1 in the SEC, but appearing vulnerable and there for the taking. That uh, was, was quite an iron bowl. Uh, is not having a dog in the fight. Now, I was I was pulling for Alabama. I wanted Georgia to get this opportunity, another shot to get over that Alabama Crimson Tide hump. So I was hoping Alabama would survive. And they were able to get it done in dramatic fashion. The knock on Georgia, well, you're going to hear some of this this week. The knock on Georgia, and it's hard to find a knock on this football team. They've been so outstanding the entire season. But the knock on the Bulldogs is they have not been tested like they'll be tested against Alabama on Saturday. 
they point out the easy schedule. And I've heard this from people around the country uh, talking about college football. They uh, beat a mediocre Clemson team to get the season started. Took down South Carolina in transition, a horrible Vanderbilt team. They, uh, their best win looking like the shutout went over Arkansas, who finished 8-4. and four. Had a TKO over Auburn, who finished 6-6. Six and six. A TKO over Kentucky, who had a 9-3 and three record now at the end of the year. Beat Florida that was down. Mullen got fired. Missouri was terrible. Tennessee was, well, a good season for Heupel, trying to bounce back in transition for some uh, disappointing years for the Volunteers. And so impressive in that they were 7-5, and five, but that didn't get you a lot of respect beating Tennessee this year. And then Georgia Tech. Don't even get me started. Well, Judgment Day is coming up on Saturday. It's time to step up for this Bulldog team. Face who many believe uh, still number two Alabama in the SEC title game. And then you got a shot to move on to the playoffs and take on maybe a Big Ten champ Michigan, an undefeated Cincinnati, one loss Oklahoma State team, or maybe get a shot at Notre Dame taking them down. I know one thing, though, and I can see it in the look in some of these guys' eyes over here in Athens. They are ready for this opportunity to take on Alabama. Let's hear from Kirby Smart talking about exactly that. You earn the right to have an opportunity to go out and uh, and, and play a team from the West. And uh, I know Alabama well. It's really good. Uh, football program. Coach has done a great job over there, and we got a lot of respect uh, for their team and the way they play and the style of play. And as we all know, we've had some matchups in the past and look forward to this one. It's a great opportunity for our guys to go out and play a really, really, really good football team. So I'm excited for that. I know our players are really excited and um, just ready to get back to work. Road Dog walking through the hallways here at the Butts Mayor Building uh, saying that he believes Kirby, thought he overheard Kirby saying that he wanted to suit up on Saturday, put those pads back on, take a little shot at Nick Saban in Alabama. Let's shift gears, though, and talk about what's happening down on the flats. We're the home of the Jack. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. So we need to cover the story. 
Uh, Jeff Collins has fired some of his assistant coaches, three of them, and I told you this was going to happen last week here on the Buck Blue Show, that this was coming down, this would be the next thing to happen for Georgia Tech, and really is so predictable. The head coach trends down at a place, the support is wavering, the donations go down, the attendance is down, the buyout remains high, and the most predictable move is the head coach is then told, all right, we're going to have to blame this on somebody, the three-win season. So the move typically is you're going to stay another year to get to the point where you can try to turn it around, but you got to blame it on somebody. You won three games this year for the third year in a row. You're going to have to blame it on your trusted assistant coaches. They were to blame, not you. So Collins fires his offensive coordinator, Dave Patnode. Out. Gone, as Nick Saban would say. Collins fires his co-defensive coordinator, coach of the safeties, Nathan Burton. Out. Gone. Cornerback Jeff Popovich. Gone. Yeah, he's out. He's going to have to find another job, too. Collins saying in a release put out by Georgia Tech, and I quote, needed a change in leadership on both sides of the ball. We've deemed that necessary moving forward. So uh, Tech, doing like a lot of these other schools, they're going to blame it on these assistant coaches. Again, trusted guys. These are guys that Collins brought in when he took the Georgia Tech job. These are guys that, that he wanted to go to war with, and now he's had to cut them loose. This is really the ugly side of college football, and I'm sure Collins didn't feel good about doing this. It's got to be difficult for these head coaches when you're in this spot and you're told you're going to have to fire the assistants if you want to stay around. I'm surprised the defensive coordinator actually survived with the way this Tech defense was playing. The ugly side of college football. And I told you it was coming last week. Collins would survive because that buyout remains really high. I mean, they got they, to get Collins in here, they, they gave him basically, it seems like, a 30-year contract, for crying out loud. It was a seven-year deal, I believe. But these assistant coaches now find themselves, they, uh, them and their families now, looking for another opportunity. It's got to be uh, really tough to uh, have to do that as a head coach. But, you know, you want to stick around, you got to do it. I would imagine if Collins told the AD over there, Stansbury, that, look, I'm not going to do it. These guys, I, I believe in these guys. Uh, these are the guys I wanted to uh, go to war with, so to speak. So I'm not going to fire these guys. So what happens at that point? Does the AD say, uh, well, then you're going to go? And at that point, doesn't the head coach say, well, hold on a minute now. Let me reevaluate this situation. I think I'll, I'll do what you're asking. I'm going to stay, and then we'll publicly blame it on these assistant coaches. A change of leadership on both sides of the ball is necessary. Hmm. All right, so Tech uh, better uh, – Get it done quickly, too. National Signing Day coming up in a little over two weeks, and I believe today is the first day of in-home visits as far as recruiting goes. And those guys were, uh, you know, forming relationships out on the recruiting trail, and now I'm sure those players they were recruiting are wondering, okay, now who's stepping in to replace these guys? Collins, man, you got to move fast in, in these situations. 
You're going to capitalize this on uh, National Signing Day coming up in a couple of weeks. So there you go. This coaching carousel is busy, by the way. Uh, all this news coming out about Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma, taking the USC job. We're going to talk about it a little later in the show. Florida has hired their next coach, Billy Napier, coming in from the Louisiana Raging Cajuns program. So that, that sets up another big question. What does LSU do right now? I know what Coach O, Coach O, Coach O, uh, got him a win on the way out the door down at LSU, and now he's heading to Destin with his girlfriend. Uh, we're going to take my girlfriend down to Destin. We're going to have us a little relaxing time down there at the beach. Ready to see you, Buck. <laughs> you bet, Coach. Coach said he wasn't going to stick around and coach the Vulcan. Let me see. Do I want to stick around as a lame duck coach? And coach the Tigers in the bowl game, a lousy bowl game, or do you go to Destin with your girlfriend? Pretty easy decision, I would think, for Coach O, who uh, really did a, a pretty good job there holding it together through the rest of the year. So we'll talk about the uh, coaching carousel coming up here a little bit on the show. Coming up next, though, former Gator quarterback Shane Matthews will join me. He's going to tell us how that bottom fell out on Dan Mullen down at Florida. Plus, we'll, uh, we're going to hear from Saban. A little twist here. I, I know this is unexpected. We're going to hear from Nick Saban on the Bulldog Roundtable. I got approval from Road Dog. He passed uh, this by uh, Claude Felton. Felton said, hey, man, sounds like a good idea. So you'll uh, hear from Nick Saban on the Bulldog Roundtable today. We're back at work, ready to go. Dog Week on the fan, sponsored by Truist and Hooters. Glad you're with me. It's the Buck Baloo Show, live in Athens on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Oh, dogs. Sick them. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Back in the saddle, Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your Monday off to a good start as we all get back to work. With a lot to talk about on this coaching carousel, 
Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on former Gator great Shane Matthews. Joins us on the show. Shane doing a lot of sports talk radio there in Central Florida these days. Uh, Shane, great to have you on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. And with Dan Mullen uh, beat Georgia last season, almost upset Alabama in the SEC title game. Shane, how did it fall apart so quickly for Dan Mullen? Man, that's a great question. Uh, you know, you played in the SEC title game last year, played pretty well, and then it's been downhill ever since. You know, most, most people want to point the finger at recruiting, I guess. Uh, when you look at it, you know, majority of pretty much this entire roster this year, except for maybe two or three players, are all Mullins recruits. And a lot of people think we don't have the talent uh, at the SEC level, which I somewhat agree there. Uh, but it's just, um, I, I don't know what went wrong, quite honestly, but boy, did it go downhill very fast. Uh, seemed like uh, there was a lot of foolishness surrounding Dan Mullen. Uh, the Missouri game a year ago, he's out at midfield looking like he's wanting to throw a right hand at somebody. Then he came in with the Darth Vader costume on, uh, admitting that they would you know, worry about recruiting at the end of the season publicly. It just seems like there was way too much foolishness going on. Yeah, I think uh, he had some issues, as you just mentioned, those things. And then um wasn't great, I guess, with the media supposedly here. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. what. It's just crazy how quickly it went. But um, it is what it is. We were a bad football team this year, had a lot of problems, weren't very disciplined. And a lot of people say the culture wasn't great in the locker room. So I think it was uh, definitely time for Scott Strickland to make a move and and they've gone out and hired Billy Napier. How did he treat you, Shane? Oh, I had no problems with Dan. I mean, I, I'm, I guess you could say I'm in the media, but I don't go to press conferences. I don't do any of that. I just do my podcast and do uh, the color for the radio. Um, but I, I don't go to practices or any of that stuff. So I, I had no problem with Dan. I just think, uh, I, you know, I guess the biggest thing for me is when I watched Florida play, I didn't think we had great talent on the field. What do you think Mullen's next move will be? A jump to the NFL, maybe as a quarterback coach, offensive coordinator? He's going to resurface as a head coach somewhere else? What, what's your gut telling you on that? Gosh, I hadn't really thought much about it. Uh, I mean, maybe he wants to dabble in the NFL if somebody will give him a job, and maybe Urban gives him that job, uh, that opportunity in Jacksonville. They've struggled quite a bit on offense. So maybe he tries that. Uh, you know, I It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think he's a really good football coach. I think he calls plays. He's one of the best in America. Um, So so we'll see. But I do think he will coach again. I mean, that's what coaches do, you know. Most people, if they got $12 million, they'd go hang out on a golf course in the beach somewhere (laughs) the rest of their lives. But coaches want to coach. No doubt about it. Do a little wakeboarding. I guess you can only do so much of that before you get that itch to get back in there. So I know a lot of people are scrambling trying to get to know Billy Napier a little better. Uh, coming out of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns program, he's he's been with some really good head coaches as he cut his teeth getting ready for an opportunity like this. I don't know a heck of a lot about him. It just seems like he's one of those no-nonsense guys. Yeah, I don't know much about him either. I know he played quarterback at Furman. Um, you know, he, he dabbled a little bit there at Clemson with Dabo. He was with Saban a little bit. So, you know, what's interesting is, he, you know, he, his name's been up for a lot of jobs the last couple of years, and he, whether he turned them down or wasn't offered them, but his name was out there. And maybe he was very patient, waiting for the perfect uh, scenario. So, uh, 
I think the biggest thing, the biggest draw, and I think Gator Nation's excited about it is he's supposedly a relentless recruiter. And as I mentioned earlier, I didn't think our talent has been great recently. So um, he's got his work cut out for him. Um, you know, hopefully it'll work out. You know, we'll all support him, and uh, he'll be here, I guess, December the 5th after their championship game and, and take over as the head football coach. Really steps in with an excellent opportunity to cash in recruiting-wise. Look, Florida State's down. Miami's down. UCF's down. I mean, isn't this a great opportunity for a guy serious about recruiting to go out and recruit these excellent players all over the state of Florida? Well, you're, you're exactly right, and that's, I feel like I think that's why most people are upset. We've kind of missed that boat the last couple of years. I mean, Florida went to three straight New Year's Day bowl games and had an opportunity to take advantage of the other recruiting in the state. Um, but, you know, a lot of the kids these days now leave the state of Florida, go to Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, um, but there's plenty of them here. And the one thing that, you know, watching us closely all year long is I felt like our team speed has not been where a Florida Gator football team needed to be. So uh, hopefully Billy can go out and, and get some good players for us. Shane, you've seen Georgia and Alabama. What do you expect out of the matchup coming up on Saturday? Well, I think Georgia's clearly the better team. You know, uh, Alabama to me, I, I love their skill guys. I think they're outstanding. When I watch Alabama, and it's crazy to say this, but their line of scrimmage has been getting dominated. Uh, it's hard to believe. And I think Georgia's defensive line will just wear out Alabama's O-line. You've seen it everywhere. Florida did it to them. Uh, honestly, Auburn did it. If, if, if Big Tank Bigby uh, just falls down, that game's over. Uh, Alabama doesn't get an opportunity to go down and, and win the game or tie it up. So uh, I think Georgia's clearly better than them, and I expect Georgia to win easily. Shane, you've been on the show multiple times during the football season. Man, I can't thank you enough for coming on and dropping some knowledge on us, man. Anytime, Buck. Appreciate it, buddy. Shane Matthews, former Gator quarterback, checking in on the Buck Baloo Show. Let's get to a college football nugget. Mmm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, so the shocker coming down. Lincoln Riley, after the loss in Bedlam, told the media he will not be LSU's next head coach. And then the news breaks yesterday that he will be the next USC Trojan head coach. Shocked a lot of people. They thought maybe Lincoln Riley was going to be sticking around Norman. Sooners were making the move to the SEC very soon uh, in the next year or two. Riley probably looked at being the Oklahoma head coach in the SEC and looked at the USC coach opportunity in the Pac-12 and thought, you know, I've got a better shot to win big at L.A. at USC than I do moving into the SEC and trying to take down some of these big programs. Now, who replaces Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma? That would be the question that a lot of people are wondering right now. Apparently, one report saying the number one target is Cliff Kingsbury with the Phoenix Cardinals in the NFL. Ah. Don't think he's going to jump from the NFL the way, uh, the way the Cardinals are playing with what they put together there in Phoenix. So I'm going to go ahead and scratch him off the list. Saw some other names that jumped off the page. 
Clemson defensive coordinator Brent Venables, who has a background in the Big 12 Conference. Keep an eye on Venables there. Maybe the timing's right for him to make a jump and take one of these head coaching jobs. The name Dan Lanning has surfaced. The Georgia defensive coordinator, who's done an outstanding job here at Georgia on Kirby Smart staff. You're going to see more and more of this. Lanning's name coming up in the uh, the coaching carousel, looking at opportunities, looking for uh, the right fit for him to be a, uh, a head coach at the college level. So don't be shocked when you see Dan Lanning's name floating around out there. Now, who's going to uh, end up taking the LSU job? This is really interesting because, as I was saying at the end of last week, my source down in New Orleans was saying LSU going all in on Lincoln Riley, trying to blow him away with an offer that he couldn't refuse. Well, he refused it. Plan B reportedly was Mark Stoops, the Kentucky head coach. But that looks like a long shot to me because Mark Stoops now would be on the short list at Oklahoma where his brother used to be the head coach. Could it be Lane Kiffin, who apparently on social media was trolling LSU, or was he? Uh, Lane Kiffin at rival Ole Miss. He's been known to jump now. Right, Tennessee fans? We've seen Lane jump pretty quickly, finishing up his second year there at Ole Miss. So LSU, the Scott Woodward, man, he's done a good job down at LSU getting other guys raises so far during that interview process. So we'll continue to track both the Dan Lanning storyline and also who will become the LSU next head coach because Coach O is heading to Destin with his girlfriend. Coach, if you're listening to the show, that was a good win for you there Saturday night. Go out with a smile on your face, brother. And there's your college football nugget. Tell you, the Falcons made my day yesterday. And look, I've been a Falcons fan since I was a kid. You know, for Christmas, I believe I was six years old at the time. I got one of those Hutch football uniforms, and it was the Falcons road uniform, the white pants and white jersey and uh, the old red helmet they used to wear there with that old school falcon on the side and i i've still got that picture at home uh wearing that falcon's uniform they're getting that for christmas but uh, they they made my day yesterday not so much you know just the win in general but uh, what made my day was to see urban meyer lose that's what made my day that was so satisfying seeing the falcons take down urban meyer Love when they cut to that shot of Meyer over there on the sideline to see that frustration on his face, knowing that uh, it was going to be a humbling thing at the end of the game to go across and shake Arthur Smith's hand there. Uh, Thank you, Atlanta Falcons, for making my day yesterday and taking down Urban Meyer. Thank you very much. Patterson had a big day, too. My goodness, went over 100 yards rushing, couple of touchdowns, seven yards of carry. Dude is uh, probably one of the more versatile players in the National Football League. Uh, can return, uh, cut his teeth as a return man in the league, a wide receiver coming out of college. And it's been shocking seeing him get the job done 
at that running back spot. Really the only downer for me was the fact that Kyle Pitts only had two catches in the game, six targets and two catches, although I believe one of those catches came in the fourth quarter to help the Falcons seal the win. Dean P's defense did a nice job, allowing 14 points. Trevor Lawrence uh, right around that 50% completion rate in the game, which is obviously not good enough. Uh, Falcons uh, putting a smile on my face uh, yesterday. Let's hear from Matt Ryan and see what Matt told Trevor Lawrence after the game. Just briefly, um, and just told him, you know, stay the course. I think he's going to be, you know, a great player in this league. He's got a ton of talent. And, um, you know, weathering the storm is is a huge part of, of, you know, becoming a professional. Yeah, good advice from Matt Ryan. Good advice. Uh, Falcons getting it done yesterday. And I tell you what, when you see these national shows like last night on uh, Sunday Night Football, they're putting the NFC and the, the teams that were in the playoffs if the season ended today. And then they had a column, a category of the teams that were still in the mix. There were the Falcons sitting there at five and six in the mix for a playoff spot right now. Really shocking. And when you look, I was doing some uh, some of the old school math, not the, the new math, but the old math. Uh, looking at our draft slot, if the season ended right now, and it looks like we're heading toward that eight and nine record, which I predicted before the season, by the way. But eight and nine record would put us with the draft slot uh, at the end of the top ten. So we're talking about uh, nine through seventeen, somewhere in there. The Falcons' draft slot will fall, and uh, hopefully Fontenot's going to get some more players in there for Arthur Smith. Already needs it on both sides of the ball. But it was fun seeing Urban Meyer go down yesterday. I enjoyed that. It is now time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Got a little twist today. Instead of hearing from Kirby Smart, which we'll do a little later here on 680 The Fan, he's got his press conference coming up at noon. Hear what Kirby has to say about Alabama and the SEC title game. The twist, though, right now on the roundtable, we're going to hear from Nick Saban. Now, look, he's too busy to join me live on the show right now. But he did do one of those media conference calls yesterday. And let's hear what what uh, Saban has to say about this big matchup. One of the things you're going to hear a lot about is that, uh, that this matchup this Saturday has nothing to do with what happened, uh, say, in that national championship game in January of 2018, where the Tide came back and won in overtime. Heartbreaking loss for the Bulldogs. Then the, uh, later that year in December in the SEC title game, Georgia up early in the game. Alabama comes roaring back, wins the game, and they go to the college football playoffs. Georgia on the outside looking in there. And then October of 2020, go over to Tuscaloosa. Alabama takes down Georgia 41-24. You're going to hear some of this in the media this week. And I believe you're going to hear Kirby and Nick Saban saying that those games have absolutely nothing to do 
with the game coming up on Saturday. Let's hear from Nick Saban talking about this Georgia team they're going to face. Saban said it's not going to be easy for him. They're the number one team in the country for good reason. Uh, they've probably been the most consistent, most dominant team, you know, week in and week out. Um, so obviously going to be our biggest challenge, toughest test of the year. Um, so, you know, take a lot of quality work this week, uh, attention to detail, uh, good preparation, and um, do the best we can against an outstanding team, both sides of the ball and on special teams. Coach Saban sounding a little hoarse, probably from the Iron Bowl on Saturday, which I mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, that takes it takes its toll on a football team at the end of the year. Nick Saban and his football team going to have to uh, flip the switch coming up later this week. Uh, let's hear from Saban again talking about how they need to show that they can bounce back from, as I just mentioned, an emotional game in the Iron Bowl. I think probably psychologically is probably more important in terms of how you look at what's coming up. Um, and I think sometimes that can get affected by the last game. But, you know, hopefully, you know, getting the opportunity to play the number one team in the country, you know, our players will look at it like a, a real challenge. And then uh, here, here's what I was talking about uh, up top here is that the, these games that we've seen, we, we talk a lot, and we've talked about a lot on this show, how there's this Alabama hurdle that uh, Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs have to find a way to get over. And it has certainly there have been some frustrating and uh, very disappointing losses to Nick Saban. I just brought up the last three. Those were humbling and frustrating for the Georgia Bulldogs. Here's Nick Saban talking about those previous meetings. What's happened in the past in games really doesn't have a lot of impact on, you know, what happens in the future. I mean, I think that, you know, you got to line up and play well in this game. So what happened last year doesn't matter. What happened the year before that doesn't matter. Um, you know, you got to play well in this game. So, um, so that's the challenge that we all have. It's going to be Dog Week on the fans, sponsored by Truist and Hooters. We've got a big week lined up on the Buck Baloo Show. Hope you're going to hang out with us all week long. And we are uh, waiting for an opportunity after the show ends to sit down with some of these Georgia players. And I'm excited to uh, interview them and then pass that along to you during the course of the week. Brad Nessler, who will have the call on the game on Saturday for CBS, is going to join us later this week. Rick Neuheisel with CBS will be with us on Friday. My man Eric Zier is going to be on the show Friday. Looking forward to having those and some others. Working on John Parker Wilson, the color analyst for Alabama, next to Eli Gold. He's going to be with us this week as we break down the big game coming up on Saturday. And if you're looking for a place to tailgate before the big conference championship game coming up Saturday, you can join us for the ultimate conference championship tailgate presented by Fleet Cards USA. Party's going to begin at 1230, and we've got a prime location at Marietta Street and Centennial. Going to have drinks from Corona, freshly made libations from Maker's Mark, delicious food from Bojangles. It's boat time and live music from all that. Lock up your free ticket right now at 680thefan.com slash tailgatecentral and join us for another party in the Fans Tailgate Series. You've got to be 21 or older to come by and be a part of it. And we want to thank our sponsors for this great event. Fleet Cards USA, 
Corona, Monster Energy, Maker's Mark, Georgia Peanut Commission, Anderson Power Services, Georgia Beef Board, Bojangles, and Lidl Food Market. Well, I tell you, Nick is really proud. I've mastered that pronunciation. All right, coming up next, we'll have the latest on the Freddie Freeman Braves free agency watch and the final word. Glad you're with us. We're live in Athens, the Buck Ballou Show, here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Buck Ballou Show. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Live in Athens at the University of Georgia, and we're getting ready for the Kirby Smart Press Conference. You're going to hear it here on the fan coming up at noon today. Thank you, Buck. See what Kirby has to say about the Crimson Tide, Alabama. Big showdown coming up on Saturday. Of course, it's Dog Week on the Fan, sponsored by Truist and Hooters. But we got to make room for a little Braves talk. I made the promise uh, 23 days ago that we would track this Freddie Freeman free agency story. So, Nerney, let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. And he sends a drive to center. He may have done it again, Ben. Back goes De La Cruz. He leaps. It's gone. Home run. Cycle time for Freeman. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. 7-2 Atlanta. Joe Simpson on the call there. A lot of memorable moments by Freddie Freeman. That second half of the season all the way through the playoffs into that world championship. This is day number 23. Freddie, a free agent out on the scene. And reportedly, here's the latest, all right? The Braves right now are in a holding pattern with Freddie Freeman. They've made an offer, reportedly. Freddie Freeman has turned down that offer. Reports are saying that was a five-year offer by the Atlanta Braves. Braves right now probably thinking there's no reason to increase that offer and add a sixth year to the extension, which seems to be the holdup here. It's not the annual salary that's a holdup. It's adding a sixth year. Freddie Freeman, 32 years old. This thing would end when he was 38. 
Braves are in a holding pattern. Uh, reportedly, too, you know, we've talked a lot about the Dodgers, the Angels, the Yankees, big money organizations that, well, are in the market for a first baseman. But now over the weekend, maybe it's Freddie's agent putting this out, but there's now a mystery team this jumped into the huh, uh, into the contest here. A mystery team that is trying to track down Freddie Freeman. Uh-oh. Is it a, a ploy by <laughs> Freddie's agent to get that sixth year? I, I'm not sure the answer to that question. But I do know this. We've got a lockout that's looming. And when that happens, rosters will be frozen. So the CBA expires December the 1st. So midnight on Wednesday. The CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, expires. And then this will be uh, these contracts and offers and extensions and free agency will all be frozen at that point in time. So I don't know about you, man. I'm holding out hope. We'll get news coming down today, tomorrow, early in the day on Wednesday. The Braves have locked up Freddie Freeman. We'll keep an eye on it, though. Free agency day number 23 for Freddie Freeman. we got to get this thing locked up, man. Can't be waiting around on that. And there you go. That was us chopping it up. Uh, Ken Nugent and myself are teaming up to give back to our brave men and military, uh, women of our military. Ken's donating $500 of his money each week to one member of the military every Bulldog football game this season. So if you're a member of the military, go to attorneykennugent.com and get entered for that. Ken Nugent, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs Sports Network. A lot of you still doing some Christmas shopping. Uh, I hadn't even got started yet. But if you're looking for a perfect gift this holiday season, look no further than Hex Head Art. H-E-X Head Art, made in the USA and hand-painted. Hex Head Art has officially is officially licensed MLB, collegiate, NFL, and NHL items that are perfect for your fan cave. So go to HexHeadArt.com and be sure to check out the new Atlanta Braves World Champions piece and all of the amazing, uh, amazing UGA pieces. All items will arrive in time for Christmas, but you might want to jump on it. Make sure you use the promo code THEFAN. For $10 off any purchase of $100 or more, this stuff is awesome. We've already displayed the Atlanta Braves World Champions piece in our uh, office there at the Battery Atlanta. Go to HexHeadArt.com and upgrade your fan cave today. I believe we got that all in, DT. So we get ready for this Kirby Smart Press Conference coming up. You're going to hear it live here on the fan. As Kirby breaks down and talks about Alabama. What's up, Buck? Time for the final word. The dominoes are going to start to fall in the college football coaching carousel. So Georgia fans, get prepared to see Coach Kirby Smart's assistant coaches being mentioned as candidates for some of these job openings around the country. And on top on top of the list for Georgia, some of these job openings will be defensive coordinator Dan Lanning who's done an awesome job here at UGA. He's only 35 years old, fourth year at Georgia. Defensive coordinator, his third year on the job. And look for him to get serious consideration for the Broyles Award goes to the 
most outstanding assistant coach in college football. Lanning, obviously, an outstanding X's and O's guy as far as coaching these dudes up. And one of the best recruiters out there in college football. This guy does an A-plus job on the recruiting trail. Had Joe Simpson, an Oklahoma fan, hit me up earlier today wanting to know more about Dan Lanning because he saw Lanning's name mentioned as one of the candidates to replace Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And uh, Joe Simpson, anxious to see Riley move on, said he's getting lit up by fans for taking the route he chose to take. And looks like Lanning will be considered for that job. Now, Georgia's set up to absorb a loss. Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp, just a couple of names to throw out there. There's your final word. It's great being in Athens. So glad you joined us today on the Buck Baloo Show. Kirby Smart Press Conference coming up at noon. Stick around for Nick and Chris. They'll have that. We'll be back tomorrow at 10. Hope you'll join us then. Buck Baloo Show saying have a great day, everybody. Great to see you, Buck. Thanks, Coach. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.